Not that God hates you. He's trying to let you know that you have an enemy. And he's trying to stop you from making up your mind to continue to go in the path that you're headed. So it ain't that God has a, a, a God really holds back how much the devil throws at that. If you think about it. The devil wants to throw stuff at you, but God gonna hold back a certain amount. The scripture says God uh, 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 won't allow no more to you will allow you to be tempted above that which you're able to bear. But with the way of temptation, he said he'll make a way of escape. Meaning God already got your back, and he's gonna make sure that you could see how you cannot go. Make, make sure you can see that you, you can still go because he got you. He still got you. And when the devil seems like he's trying to throw more on you to continue. Now, we have had situations in the world where we said, man, this is more than I can handle. I can't take this. But in God, things are a little bit different. God won't allow the devil to put all that pressure on you. Mm -hmm. Well, you throw up your hand. Okay? So he'll, he'll just slow you down, but he won't stop you. Amen. So here we see that the Israelites were at a place in, in, at, right, right prior to going to the promised land. They were getting ready to cross Jordan. God already had blessed them that they could cross over uh, uh, through the Red Sea. They was at a point at the Red Sea, just like they were standing at Jordan, wondering how we're going to get across. And God made a way for them to escape when the enemy was coming. That ought to bear witness in their mind that God is going to protect us. God is going to be with us. But nevertheless, though they saw these miracles firsthand and they told it to their children, they still seem to doubt Amen. what God can do to bring them over to the promised land. So he first crossed them over to a place where they can pat on the journey. Mm -hmm. The Red Sea was so that they can keep journeying. The promised land was crossing Jordan. Where we at now? Yes. So this lets you this sets the stage on where we at and where we headed now. Now the Israelites prepared to enter this promised land. Now according to our lesson, it, uh, uh, it begins to say forty long painful years had slowly passed since Israel. See, they had been in the wilderness for forty years. Amen. After they after Red Sea was parted, they went over. They stayed in the wilderness forty years. Why did they stay in the wilderness forty years? Those who know the story. Of, of Israel passing, trying to get to a promised land, they stayed in, 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 in the wilderness 40 years. Why? Unbelief. Uh, what? Unbelief. Unbelief in who? In God. In God. They, 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 they didn't believe God. God already promised them that you can, you, you can get it. You can, you can possess the land. You can take it. They didn't believe that. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people now, they don't want to live holy because they don't feel like I don't believe I can do it. We say, God got you, God will protect you, God will give you what you need. They don't believe it. Amen. Praise the Lord. And let's just say, and it's been 40 years since, uh, uh, since they have been in this particular wilderness. Now, the, the, the ten uh, uh, faithless spies, I said faithless, yes. they ain't had no faith. Well, you don't have faith, you're faithless. The, 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 the ten faithless spies declare their inability to possess what God had promised. God had promised to give them a land, but they didn't believe God. Amen. God said he's going to do something for you, and you don't believe it. That's right. There were times in my life where things didn't look like they were going to go right, mm -hmm. and I heard a word from the Lord, and I knew it was God. I, I don't know how to explain to you, but I knew it was God. And what I did, I just said, I'm going to just do this. That's right. I didn't even doubt. And it didn't look like God was there. But 
I kept leaning on the fact that God spoke to me and told me this. To do it. Yeah. And I, 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 and I said, I'm going to do this. Now, despite Joshua's and Caleb's uh, uh, courageous report uh, that the multitude, that the multitude, Joshua and Caleb, had a different report than the other ten. Than the other t uh, ten. That's right. They had a positive report. The rest of them had a famous report. Mm -hmm. Now, despite that, that what report they gave, the, the, the other ten stumbled at the promises of God. Amen. We, God is making us various promises to, that, that he's going to do for us. We can't stumble at it. We just got to believe by faith. God is going to do what he said he's going to do. Amen. Praise the Lord. And if you don't have faith enough to uh, believe it, you need to hear God's word more. Because the Bible said, Faith come by hearing. It don't say it come by praying. It don't come by going to listen to or going going watching a movie on 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 on, 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 on. a biblical thing. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You got to in order to get faith in God, you got to hear God more and more. The more you hear, the more your faith come up. Now the coming decades were a continuous reminder of what disobedience to God's word can produce. They, they, those people in the wilderness, they were they, they, they constantly reminded for 40 long years what disobedience to God could do. They thought that God brought them in the wilderness to die. Amen. And they didn't have faith to believe that God wanted them to go over and possess the land, so God allowed them to just die. That's what you believe, therefore that's what you're going to have. You all stayed out there and all certain ones died. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, one by one, grandfather and grandmother died. Uh, to to the ages, disease, and to the element. Fathers marching into unnecessary battle against the likes of the Amalekites and Midianites. Mothers watch their children and grandchildren grow up to be vagabond because they didn't have no place, so they just look like bums in the wilderness, living off the off the earth, like we see homeless people now. That, in a sense, they call the scripture would call them vagab vagabond. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. They moved and changed location 42 times after each exodus, after their exodus from Egypt. A generation began to die, having never having experienced the promised land that had been one step of faith away. If only they had faith. God would have brought them to the promised land quicker. But one thing I know about God and as we study God. Nothing surprises God. Exactly. God already knew they was gonna go out in the wilderness and become faithful. Yep. But the two one the two that gave a good report, God spared them. And all the rest died in the wilderness. But God spared the ones that had a good report. Now once again, God's people of purpose stood on the edge of the promised land. Now they're getting ready to go. To the promised land. Their leader, the, the faithful and faith-filled Joshua at the time, yep. Moses had gone. Yep. Assembled a new generation of Israelites. Remember, they all had died. Now the other ones come up. So God said, okay, I'm going to deal with the new generation. Because the old ones had too much are faithless and doubt. Now, you would think that the, the new ones coming up would have less faith than the old. Because they seen firsthand what God did mm -hmm. for them. But you would think that they would have more faith than the next generation, but they didn't. Right. What kept, probably kept the new ones 
believe in God was the fact that they was in the wilderness and God still provided food for them and water for them. Praise the Lord. Now, their time. Any questions so far? Make sure. Now, their, their response to the vision and command of God's faithful leaders would be key to the, their success. When the leader said, it's time for us to go to the promised land, they had to just believe the leader and say, it's time for us to move. Praise the Lord. Now, if you are at a point in your life where God wants you to come and get yourself right with him, and you don't want to get it, uh, basically God said, it's time for you to move. And you said, well, I'm scared, I'm scared. You need to do something to get that fear out away. No, you're right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Fear is a crippling thing. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Fear stop you dead in the track. Amen. Fear make you make you go somewhere and just clam up instead of pursuing what you need. And everything in life re requires a certain amount of faith and belief in yourself that you can accomplish your fear. And you know to, to what you're saying because it's so true. Thinking about it, it's like, man, when you think about the children of Israel, and it's like, you can almost apply it to your life. People would rather mumble and complain than actually do something about it. The reason why I say that is because, like, the people, the children of Israel, if you look at it, man, they really didn't have to fight. They were just, you know, following God and everything like that. But now... When it come up to this promised land, it was like it was gonna have to be some some a battle involved. You know, people was gonna have to take up uh, 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 weapons and fight and believe that man, we these people that came from being slaves that weren't a people. Now we are people, but also we gonna have to go to war. And so they were looking at man, we don't want to fight. Like we can't fight. We're right. Number fight. one, they don't want to fight. Number two, we can't fight. Yeah. But they had. God on their side. Yeah, man, but... That, that tilts the thing in their favor. Mm -hmm. God already knows what you can't do. Mm -hmm. So if he's telling you to do something, and you he knows you can't do it, you don't think God is going to step in to help you? Exactly. <laughs> God told me to pass to the church. You know, I think I can do it. Of course not. Right. I said, well, I, 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 I sat there and I thought to myself, I got two choices. Just say, I ain't doing it, throw up my hands out of fear, or just say, let me try and see if God going to step in. That's right. What you see right now is me believing in God. That's right. Whoa. I don't know how he's going to do it, when was he going to do it, or how he was going to do it. I just say, I need to go, I need to just put my put one foot in front of the other. Thank you, Jesus. And let the Lord have his way. And if Amen. he did, if God getting glory now, it's because he brought me where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. You might say, well, I ain't don't look like he brought you much. Hey, I know where I've been and where I'm at now. Amen. I think I'm in a better place where I'm at now based on where I used to be. Man. Praise the Lord. And you're going to see that if you continue on this journey. Amen. So, what did the people do when, when, God, when, when, when Joshua stood up and said, Hey, look, we're going to get ready to go to the promised land. What did, what, what did Joshua do? What did he do? Come on to our lesson. Think about it for a minute. Now Joshua, I knew he was the new leader. Remember, Moses died. Mm -hmm. they, they put Joshua in charge. No doubt, other people didn't want Joshua. Mm -hmm. But it ain't what the people want. It's what God wants and who God chooses. Yep. Joshua was the leader, and he had received a renewed call from God. Joshua didn't jump over there and say, look, I'm tired of being in this world. We're going to go there. Mm 
Y'all just, hey, those that follow me as your leader, we time for us to go, uh-uh. God told, talked to Joshua and told him. Amen. God, uh, uh, God had a renewed call from God. It was time to advance into the promised land. Mm -hmm. They had fought many battles. They had lost for decades. Graves reminding them of uh, squandered opportunities littered the landscape. Mm -hmm. It was hard, but God was presenting them and uh, was presenting to them a new direction that they would take wholeheartedly consecration. Amen. Now, any questions so far? Comment. Now, if you look at that, when God calls the call for someone to get saved, mm -hmm. It may not be for the whole crowd. It may just affect you. Right. Look, I, I'm going to tell you a little something. When God began to talk to me, I was with my little entourage. Mm -hmm. I had to leave them. Amen. I left them back in Miami. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. It ain't that I wanted to leave them, but God wanted me to separate myself. Because when God called you, you got to get out and separate yourself. You can't just keep being with your whole crowd that have no mind to come and you can go around there and try to correct them and have them want to come. But sooner or later, they're going to either show that they don't want nothing to do with it and they want to drag you into their sin or you trying to drag them into your holiness. Right. <laughs> Unless they hear the plan of God in their life. Remember, you can't do no work anyway. God has to do the drawing. And this is where frustration sets in most every sanctified person. They feel like they ain't doing enough for God. I can't get, I ain't got nobody saved. I ain't talking about, you can't get nobody saved. Okay. Except God draw them, you, they ain't gonna come. Amen. Praise the Lord. You came because God drawed you. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. That's how you got in here. That's how I got in here. God draw me. Yes. It ain't that someone effectively witnessed to me. What's an effective way to witness? You know, if you if it was a if a certain words or certain uh, 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 presentation of words that we can uh, 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 relinquish to people, we would always we would all say, "This is what you say to them." Right. Mm -hmm. But it ain't a, a set of words. Amen. It's a lifestyle that you portray before them. It's the plan of God to draw them. Amen. Except God draw. Remember, God has to draw them. Amen. You witness. You bear witness, you show them the example, but God had to draw them. Amen. That's like he draw us. Mm -hmm. Why do some people he draw and others he don't? That's, that's something you may have to ask God in your own time when you stand before him. Everybody is not going to embrace the plan of God. That's right. Everybody ain't going to want to say, I, I want to I do, 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 live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. Amen. Everybody don't want to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. They say they do, but their actions show they don't want to go. Mm -hmm. If you say you want to work and you act and you all you want to do is sit at home and play video game, watch TV, and eat, mm -hmm. you don't want to work. Amen. But if you wanted to work, you would get up and say, "Let me go look for it. Let me go look. Let me go look. Let me go." Mm -hmm. it's, it's an action that has to be performed. Mm -hmm. Remember, it come by. It, it's not the hearers that's going to be justified, but the doers. So, okay, moving on. So, what was Joshua's first word before going to the promised land? He got up before the people, and he said to the people what? His first words. Listen to what he said. 
is Joshua's first word to the Israelites before they entered. Sanctify yourself. Sanctify yourself. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. A wonder is something that you probably can say, wow. How is this possible? A wonder is something almost in the category of a miracle. God going to do a miracle tomorrow. Amen. And it's going to blow your mind. It's going to be wonders to you. You're going to be like, whoa. Because the people that's coming marching now, they ain't seen the red, they ain't seen the Red Sea Park. No. This is another generation. Mm-hmm. They just heard the stories, but they didn't see the Red Sea Park when they was running from the Egyptians. So now, that's why he said, sanctify yourself. Joshua was taught. Caleb taught. They 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 said, look, take it. Lord gonna do wonders things, uh, 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 wonders among you. This is Joshua three and five. Consecrate and sanctification are vital. Look, you need to understand what I just said. Consecration and sanctification are vital to connect with God's promises. You want to connect with God's promise? You need to be. You need to consecrate. You need to be consecrated and sanctified. To connect to God, to, to, to connect to His promise. Now, this is especially true when entering territory we have never experienced before. Sometimes you feel like God is telling you to do something you never did before. That's a territory that you've never been in. Amen. So it's time to sanctify yourself and consecrate yourself that God give you the strength and power to do it. Amen. You want in your own flesh after. He's drinking and being merry and relaxed. No, ain't praying, ain't fasting, ain't yeah. going to church, ain't starting to work. You go out there trying to do a guy with you, you're going to faint. How do people able to do it without fainting? They consecrate themselves. They set their life aside. They, sit, they turn the TV off. They turn the video game off. They turn the Facebook and all the other things off. And say, look, I need to sanctify Amen. myself. I need to consecrate myself because I'm doing the work of the Lord Amen. and I can't do it or I don't want to do it on my fleshly desire. Amen. I need God's help. Amen. That shows God that you need his help Amen. and you're willing to sanctify and consecrate yourself. Now, when God leads his people into territory they have never experienced, mm-hmm. it requires sanctification. Yes. Well, God trying to tell us to get saved. First thing he tells us, you need to be sanctified. Amen. So now he's telling you to take the yoke and learn of him. And as the word comes out, you wash by the water, by the word of God, it cleans us up and it starts the process of sanctification. We're not sanctified when we hear his word, but it starts the process, the process of sanctification because it's like the detergent in the dirty water with, you, with the clothes in there. You hear God's word is a detergent, and as, it, as we begin to preach the word, it stirs something in you. Yes, That's that agitation that the washers generally have and it begins to clean and wash it by the water by the word of God. Amen. You can't see the clean process but only God can see it. God knows when it's time to wash you again. Amen. Though you may feel clean and holy, God begins to say I'm going to wash you again. Amen. I'm going to wash you again. Amen. I'm going to wash you again. Oh, God. Sometimes as being human beings we can, we can check our mind. That anymore. God, God decides what you need. Amen. He gives you what you need when you need. Just like a parent looking at a child, 
They, they may say to themselves, well, I just had a bath last week. It's time to get a bath again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I just had a bath yesterday. It's time to get one again. Amen. Or they're like, well, I don't see any dirt. You, a, lot, a lot of dirt you can't see. <laughs> you, can, you smell it. <laughs> That's why, uh, because of what you said, man, that's why it's so important for us to have like somebody, like a pastor or somebody watching over our soul. Because within ourselves, it's like we won't see the necessary reason for us to clean. You know, to so sanctify, clean ourselves. If they wouldn't, if he wouldn't have told, if Joshua, Lord wouldn't have told Joshua, Joshua wouldn't have told the people, they would have just been content to be as they were. But sometimes God like put a word in the pastor's mouth to kind of like stir up the people mm-hmm. so they'll know what the will of God is and that kind of forces us into action. Then we have to obey and do what it says. And if we obey and do what it says, then we'll see the blessing of God. Like like he said, you'll see it one. That's true. That's so true. So it's very important that when God leads his people into territory they have never experienced, you must prepare yourself to go there. Mm-hmm. Normally, they were, if they were men of war, mm-hmm. they were going to practice their sword fighting and arrow shooting and whatever it is. But God requires sanctification, so they had to. Our journey, our weapons of our warfare is not carnal. So we have a certain type of way we prepare ourselves different from the world. That's right. It is true. So it was true then. It is true now. Throughout biblical history, God's nature is revealed. Mm-hmm. The greatest revival and victories resulted from sanctification yes, sir. to God. Amen. From young leaders such as Joseph, mm-hmm. Esther, and jo- uh, Joash, to aging ones such as Noah, Deborah, and Joshua. Holiness unto God resulted in favor with God. You want favor with God? Yes, you need sir. to become more and more holy. There you go. Praise the Lord. Amen. You want to see God do something miraculous in your life? You need to get more closer to God. Become more holy. Consecrate. Sanctify yourself. Praise the Lord. For what God has for you in your life. Praise yes. the Lord. And you're going to see that. I can do this. I didn't think I could do it. I can do it. Everything, I'm, 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 I, you know, people looking for modern day miracles. We as even sanctified folks looking for a modern day miracle. And every day we look in the mirror, we're a modern day miracle. Look, look where you came from. Look where you at. You didn't just place yourself there. You had to believe God and act on God's word. You had to follow somebody. Somebody was your leader, and you followed him to that point. Now the leader's gone, and he, now you got a new leader. That's just like the changing of the guard when, when, when Moses put Joshua, Pastor Walker put me. Now, you got to still follow him. Believe that that man said, my God, too. Mm-hmm. Come on. He ain't just going, I'll give you $20 to make me the pastor. He ain't do that. <laughs> Come on, now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have did that. Right. This ain't no journey. This is one journey of pastoring or leading people. You don't take like it's Amen. a serious work, judgment work. You have to stand before God and give an account. Amen. You want to make sure you, this is more serious than surgery. Amen. But you can't go and perform surgery, can you? No, but you 
this is more serious than that. Because you you preparing people for their eternal destination. Surgery don't doesn't do that. Amen. Surgery just gets you healthy enough in this life to continue on in this life. Whether mm -hmm. you want to be saved or sinful. But you prepare people for an eternal destination. Mm -hmm. You can take this seriously. Mm -hmm. Even if they don't. Mm -hmm. So there may come a time where the, the pastor may say, you need to fast more. You need to pull up and come to church. There you go. People will get offended. Now, don't get offended because the pastor tells you something. Maybe he sees something you don't. Remember, he is the seer, not you. Exactly. But what happened, people being saved long enough, they get all boasted up in their mind that I know just as much as he do. Amen. Miriam and them talking about, God don't only speak to Moses as well. And there was an example of what some things happened to them. I'm not going to go into that, but don't get all big-headed that Amen. I've been saved long enough. I should, I should, I should. It ain't what you should, it's what God says should. Exactly. exactly. Remember, not your will, but thy will be done. Thy will be done. So what Joshua's first words began was he began to say, sanctify yourself. Thank so we you. talked about that. So now, now, what happened when you sanctify yourself is the next question, right? Mm -hmm. If you sanctify yourself, you need to go through the process. Some things you need to deny. You need to prepare yourself. Put it this way. When speakers like most people that like ministers and elders and this and stuff, when they sanctify themselves, they don't go there and eat, drink, and be merry and sit back and watch TV and just don't even pick up the scripture, don't pray, and then come to church and gonna preach a word to you. If they do preach a word, they're preaching on what they see. Mm-hmm. Not what the Lord told them. You can tell somebody who don't like to pray and don't like to fast, don't like to, they, they preach it from what they see. What they see. Oh, you ain't got no hair coat on. Oh, you wearing pants. Oh. <laughs> I ain't told you that. That's what you're doing. Amen. Okay. Let's see. Let's just pray. And now, these days, um, unfortunately, um, in my mind, I feel like I, I, I call it like a modern day Pharisee. It's like where we have people, it's almost like. You're right, I like that. They take pleasure in condemning people. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, like, it literally it appears as though they get joy out of like saying, you this, you wrong, you going to hell, this, this, this. And it's like, we have to be careful not to get caught up in that either. Uh, where modern day Pharisee. Yeah, I like where that. we just constantly. Almost like who can I find it? In yeah. today, you know, attractive, you know, because you know we'll push everybody away. You right, know, we'll you're right. You're right. Nobody can't get saved. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That's a very discouragement, and and, and and it's not good to do that. Number one, because you discourage people. And number two, God got the leader to do that. Because you don't see the leader doing it. It ain't for you. It's almost like when you were growing up, one of them did something wrong, and they said, I'm, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. But they don't get you. So you're going to go there to mom or dad and say, Mom, dad, let me talk to you. You said you was going to get them. You never got them. Mm -hmm. You ain't a good father. You ain't a good. You ain't going to go do that to them. Right? You ain't going to do that. Amen. But we get to the point where we get, I was afraid to say that, Pharisee spirit, modern day Pharisee spirit. 
and we want to correct everybody. But we know good and well we ain't perfect. We ain't. sometimes we 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 step out of our our desire to please God to the point that we start judging. Yes. And God said He's going to judge. God didn't say come here and judge anybody. He said. Don't be a judge. He said, he's going to do the judge. Right. So we're not here to judge. They, they was questioning Jesus. That's the funny thing. Yeah. They would be like, oh, man, let's see if we can catch Jesus in the lie today. You yeah, know, that's, that's what, that's what like that, that was their mission. Some of the Pharisees was like that. That was their mission. Like, they were throwing Jesus, stuff at Jesus. Jesus himself. Him, oh, let's try to see Jesus. You said this. Uh -huh. You can't do that. It's like, yeah. <laughs> we can't be like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's how they were. They were, they were doing just like that. They were trying to capture Jesus, and they're gonna try to capture you. Don't don't fall for that. That's and not only that, you need to make sure that you following your leader. Everybody, there you go, ain't your leader. Amen. I don't care what church they go to, who they listen to, who they go. They gonna sit up there and say, "Well, you know, my pastor is this and that's and that, 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 that. So you need, and he was, he was. Don't listen to that, John. That's not your pastor. You ain't got to do that. That's what they tell you. Yeah. I, or you need to be doing this. Don't, that's not your pastor. Right. You have any question, come to your leader yes, and talk to him. It's the reason why your leader sometimes don't do the same stuff that the old pastors did. Mm -hmm. Because that stuff, you'll chase everybody out. I don't need to be preaching to a bench. Amen. The bridge is already holy and clean Amen. in its state. It don't get sinful. And if you um, look in the Bible, there were some times where the Pharisees were actually saying, and you know, in the Dutch church, he was pretty be like, it don't matter what I tell you, you still go to fire. Like he would even call them out. Like it don't matter what I tell you, you go <laughs> say this is wrong. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. So you got to make sure that you don't get captivated by these. It's many spirits out there that are trying to cross you up. They're trying to tell you, well, you know, you ain't got to do that. Yeah. Back in the old days, sanctification, simply, if you go and read up on the Old Testament, they couldn't even have a relationship with their wife. They could during that time. If they were married, and he said, sanctify yourself, that means, honey, you know, I want you to know. It's off. It's off. <laughs> yes. We ain't doing nothing. Amen. You can explain them. Well, you know, you had to, certain things you had to abstain from mm -hmm. to sanctify yourself. Mm -hmm. In this day and time, it takes the same thing. And even people in the world do that. Like like athletes and stuff like that. Like they'll call it different things, like, oh, I'm going on the cleanse, or like, oh, I'm like trying to get ready and prepare, like for this big you know, event or whatever like that, but they'll withstand from certain things because they know it'll knock them off their focus. It's the same way in the Lord. It's like, if you want something from God or you're looking for God to do something for you or whatever, certain other things got to take a back seat. But a lot of times, like you said, you got to follow your leader because we don't always have that discipline. And a lot of people looking at like, oh man, what do you think he talked about? But they don't realize that the leader usually have to sacrifice and give up the most. It's like, yep. you know, you see all the people, they just, you know, like having a good time and stuff like that. But it's like God deals with you in a more uh, direct way. 
So it's like I have to put my plate down even the more. I have to consecrate and fast and pray even the more. So I'm giving you directly what God has for me to give to you. And then it's like people turn their nose up at it. It's like a slap in God's face. It, it, it is a slap in God's it face. It is. If, you, if the leader is telling you what God told them to tell you, and you just, I ain't on that. Basically, if God was spoke to speak to you personally, mm-hmm. you might as well say to God, I ain't doing that. Right. <laughs> now, you sit back and analyze this on a, on a, uh, 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 in our mental state and think to yourself, oh, I would never tell God I ain't doing that. Right. People do it all the time. All the time. All the time. They do it all the time. They doing this too. <laughs> yeah, they do. Right. You know, it, 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 people don't, they don't realize that obedience plays a, 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 a big role in your walk with God. Yep. I heard they right. don't realize, like, our leader is seeking God on, on our behalf. Amen. You know, it's kind of like when, you know, Moses would go away to the mountain and Jesus tells us that they come back. It's like, Oh, we got to do that. We do it. It's almost like. Every time Moses would go away, he would come back with more rules. It's almost like. More instruction. It's almost like, should we listen to Moses? I'm like, Moses only been gone for how long? <laughs> you know, praying to God yeah. and saying, you know. Well, they thought he went up there on a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need, I, need, I need to get away. So he went up there just to relax? But, you know. Went fishing? Our leader is seeking God on our behalf. They don't see, you know, the early morning prayers or the late night prayers where you call out people's names. They don't. And God begins, you know, to speak to you by certain individuals. They just say that. He don't know what he's talking about. (laughs) And that that hurts a a leader more than anything. They know that he's praying to God for you. And you ain't turning your back on him and treating him like you ain't nobody. I ain't listening to you. And that's... That's one way to see that that you be backing up from the Lord, yep. because you rejecting your leadership. Leadership plays a very vital part. Yeah, if vital. if if God didn't tell Joshua to lead, tell the people sanctify yourself, that means sanctify yourself. The same people tell basically what God was saying: prepare yourself. Prepare. Get ready. Get ready. That means all the pleasures and stuff that you were doing, it it's time to talk, cut it off. Amen. And he let them know what time they were going in. Amen. Now, if he said tomorrow, he said tomorrow, we're going, that means everything stops now. Amen. Stop eating, go on and fast. Amen. Stop praying, start doing what you need to do to get close to walk with the Lord. Amen. And a lot of them probably was like, well, we don't know. We ain't had no good example. All the good example died off. Well, Caleb was like, I'm still here. Yep. <laughs> Joshua's still here. Yes, Caleb's still here. We, you know the way. We're going to tell you what you need to do. And they tell you. We don't, see, those that have been up further down the journey than those that haven't, we shouldn't keep that to ourselves and say, I'm going to keep it myself. They have to find out the best way they can. No, they don't need to find out the best way they can. That's you right. are there for an example to them so that they can know. That's right. You help them get Closer to the Lord, just like you did. That's if it. you find out fasting work, tell people you fast. If you find out that prayer work, tell people you pray and tell them how long you pray. Amen. Don't just say, "Well, I pray." People pray to them or pray, "Lord, forgive me, Lord, I need to go do this." Amen. That's a prayer. <laughs> Come on. 
Yes, it may be a prayer, but it's not. It's, you ain't devoted time to prayer like they have. They may go back and get, when you get down to the nitty gritty, they may say, well, I was in prayer for over an hour. Mm -hmm. You say, you prayed for over an hour? Yeah. Amen. You think you can't do it. You will do it. If you know you got to go stand before God's people and do something that you know fear will cap you. Mm -hmm. Me, I have a fear of speaking before people. Mm -hmm. So I know I need God to step in. Amen. Oh, when he steps in, I feel so comfortable. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hey, it feels good. Amen. That knowing break the yoke. Oh, it break it. Uh, so what happened? Uh, so we talked about what happened. When you sanctify yourself, this is what we had. We had we, what happened when you sanctify yourself? Joshua realized that God's nature, so his first call to the people before proceeding towards the promised land, before going out, yeah. he said, sanctify yourself. When children of God sanctify themselves, two things happen. Mm. What two things? When you sanctify yourself, two things happen. First, they gain God's, they, they gain God's attention. You want God to notice you, have his eyes fixed on you. Yes. Second, they have a spiritual mindset yes. of faith to take territory and possess promises they have never seized before. There you go. You begin to say, I'm going to get saved. Yes. I, can, yes. I, can, I can live saved. Yes. I remember when I first got saved, I said, they yes. want me to join the church. Oh, that ain't nothing. Yep. Said, I need to be baptized. That ain't nothing. Mm -hmm. I need to get the Holy Ghost. I what? I need to get up. I need to join. And I need to live for the Lord. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> Come on. My wife was just saying, "Honey, you need to don't don't eat. Don't eat fast. Don't, don't eat. Do this." Yet. And I said, "Don't eat." Everybody eat, and you got I, it. Kills me when I hear people now saying, "Well, uh, I can't go without eating. I, I, I got to eat." Oh God. <laughs> Amen. You say that now, but if someone put a gun to you and, 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 and told you, if, if you pick up some food, I, I'm going to shoot you, you'd be surprised how long you, you, you go without eating. <laughs> Amen. Motivation. Yeah, you just need a little motivation. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But you can do it. Yes, sir. You, you, you know, uh, I, I, I like to say now that I can do it if God help me. If God be my helper, I can do it. Uh, God be my help. Amen. I can do it. Praise the Lord. So these two things happen, okay? You keep that in mind. You gain, you get God's attention, and you, uh, uh, you, you, God, you put on, you get the mindset to take territory and possess promises that you never seized before. Amen. You never walk this way. You need to do these two things, and God will begin to work in your behalf yes, and give you favor with Him. Praise the Lord. And look, and one thing about favor of God, a lot of times people around you won't see the favor. You'll notice it. You'll recognize it and say, God did this for me. But to them, oh, that's just a normal thing that's happening. Yeah. Oh, that would have happened anyway. Yeah. No, it wouldn't. But you see it. Don't expect everybody to see the favor of God in your life. Okay? Now, any questions? What did God do to encourage Joshua, the leader? Now, I'm saying that to say, leaders need encouragement too. Amen. Leaders need encouragement too. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, what did God do to encourage 
Uh, Joshua, let's talk about this. Uh, 10 of the 12 original spies were viewed as leaders. When God told Moses to take 12 men, they were leaders in their, in their, their group of people. And they, they were viewed as leaders of their tribe. From 12 tribes, they were leaders. Mm -hmm. Their faithfulness and fear significantly influenced those who trusted them. Leaders who are crippled by... Look, listen to that. If your leader is scared and crippled by fear, and will that fear will infect their followers with the same, with the same type of fear. Now God told Joshua He was going to magnify Joshua God told Joshua that he was going to magnify Was going to magnify in the sight of Israel So that they would know God was with him mm. One way God clearly demonstrated He was with Joshua Was in Joshua's demonstration of faith In casting visions and Joshua said, Hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanite. This is Joshua 3 and 10. Now when a God-called leader steps out in faith and declares the promises of God, it builds faith in those who follow mm -hmm. their leader. Joshua Vision could see, Joshua's vision could see the promise beyond the obstacle. He began to declare what he saw, so through it was already, he began to declare what he saw as if it was already accomplished. Mm -hmm. If God told him in his mind, he said, well, I see that. Mm -hmm. Let me tell the people what I see. And so he began to tell them about uh, the faith he had in God because God spoke to him and told him uh, that it's time for them to go and conquer the land. Now, say what you see until you see what you say. Uh, that's what I'm saying. This is what you need to do. Say what you see till you see what you say. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You can't get nothing. You, faith ain't what you see. You don't see it, but you're going to profess it till you see it. When a person is sanctified unto God, his for his purpose, God will instill faith to believe the promises that seem to be impossible. Yes. Certain things seem to be impossible. I can't live saved. That seems impossible. God will give you faith to believe that. You can't live uh, impossible. I can't preach. You begin to say, I can do all things through Christ in me because God has faith. I can do this. I can do that. I can do the other. So God lets us see that it is possible for us to do what God said. I can pull up and I can be stronger in the Lord. I can be a good example to people coming in. God will give you faith to believe this. Mm-hmm. And you can't accomplish it. Amen. But faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Praise the Lord. Praise. I'm getting ready to roll in. Any comments? Okay. Moving on, God promised to be with Joshua as God was with Moses. Mm -hmm. So so Joshua probably had a little bit of insecurity there. Joshua probably thought to himself, and I'm sure he heard the rumors in the moment. God ain't with him like he was with him. God ain't with him like he was with him. And there are times where 
Joshua may have been before God. God began to talk. God began to promise Joshua that as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. Yes. I'm sure that put it like, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, because the people sometimes treat me like I ain't as good as Moses. And as followers of Jesus today, Christians often tell about old time religion and stories of how God moved in their parents and their grandparents' generation. And those preachers that preached to them, oh, he ain't like this one, oh, he ain't like that one. Mm -hmm. But just as God was with Joshua, as he was with Moses, he was just as he was with, uh, with, with, with Moses, he was with Joshua. Yes. He will be with us as he was with the previous generation. But our mind is not like the previous people that were following. Amen. We can't take what the new generation, new generation can't take what the old generation can. If I was to treat people like Pastor Walker, people would be like, ah, Pastor Walker was like that. Oh, yes, he was. That was a strict mean man to me, but he was stern. And if you can follow him, he'll, get, he'll help you out. Right now, we got to pacify people. We can't, we, we got to say, well, I would say this, but it may, it may hurt you. I would say this, but you may faint. But we got to make sure, we, we, we want to say things, but I can't feed you with meat because you ain't able to bear it. You still unbathed as a bottle on the milk of the world. So I, I can only give you so much. If I give you the meat, you'll faint. So it starts... It starts with sanctification. We need to learn how and when and practice being sanctified. It starts with sanctification. God will reveal his promise in miraculous way when we consecrate as they did. The promise of God are still real. Holiness is right and still real. And God is still coming back for a glorious church, which we know is still real. He is looking for a faith-filled generation to be ready themselves. Man. It's not good enough for me to be ready. Right. My, my readiness should be a readiness to prepare you to be ready. Man. But if you follow faithfully, you will achieve that what you're trying to do. Conquer that, cross that, that, that impossible river Jordan. God will begin to set the divide it for you and allow you to go through that you can conquer it. Praise the Lord. Right now, I have to stop right now. Time is getting to a close. Praise the Lord. But I thank God for the blessing. Crossing Jordan. Remember, I said the people crossed the Red Sea. This is what's preached all the time about, oh, the, 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 the Egyptian was coming after the, the, the Israelites and God divided the Red Sea. But no one ever talked about crossing, how God prepared a way for them to cross over the river Jordan to get to the promised land. They wasn't in the promised land until they walked through the other part that the generation that was crossing Jordan didn't see the generation that was crossing the Red Sea. Only a few of them was alive now to see it. The new generation probably marveled at the fact that, wow, God is defying the sea for us to crawl the Jordan. 
Wow, and they're just talking in a minute. God, look at God. The Ark of the Covenant before them. They had to stay a certain distance before the Ark of the Covenant. If they walked too close or if they touched it, they had to drop dead. So they had to keep their distance. Praise God. The priests and the Levites were carrying the Ark in the water. And the water began to part. And they began to walk through looking like, whoa, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> in amazement, Joshua and Caleb, those that were with him, Saying to himself, this is the same God who parted the Red Sea. Look at it. Doing it again. And look at all the people back there looking like, this is marvelous in our sight. Yes, you behold. Praise the Lord. I have to stop now. Remember, you can do, the focus thought is, um, God goes before us and removes obstacles from our path. Remember that. God goes before you and remove obstacles before you pass. God bless you. All right?